beloved, you are now tuned in to Three Black Men, a podcast by three black men where we talk about theology, culture, and the world around us. The following content may not be suitable if you ain't real enough. Listener discretion is advised because real recognize real. Here's the hope when we look familiar. everybody welcome back to the podcast my name is robert my name is sam my name is trey <laughs> we're the three black men <laughs> um i have no idea why you look like that trey but hey it's my face bro it. i don't even <laughs> see no this is ridiculous i wait i killed i killed it i did i did my part i carried my weight you I did introduce myself properly and i can't i can't win for losing man Hallelujah. <laughs> well, welcome back, fellas. We are back for another season. How are y'all doing going into this new uh space and time? Hey man, I'm excited. This is this is season number four, season numero cuatro. And if we follow the biblical account of creation in Genesis, the first three days were seasons of forming. And the next three days, starting with the fourth day, was the 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 days of filling okay so we in the season of filling hot dog rondo shata yeah okay uh exactly preach sir what about you sam how are you you know what i'm excited too man um uh, yeah this i'm we got a, a lot of good stuff lined up for this season so i'm i'm really excited for to get it all done so that people can hear it and share it and love it and subscribe to patreon hey, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen um yeah i am excited just coming into a new year in general i know that it is cool uh to not like new year's resolutions um to be anti-goals and whatnot but I like a good uh, beginning of the year. It allows me to press the reset button and I don't feel beholden to my past self and neither am I trying, you know, fervently to be somebody different. I'm just, the beginning of a new year allows me to say what is possible uh, for myself and others. So I like that little uh, space and time, personally. You look, you look like you love a new year. You, just, you, you got that look about you. <laughs> I do. And then starting our podcast, uh, again, I miss these conversations. Um, yeah. Truly. And I'm at a space where I can actually have the conversations without being overly stressed. So, yeah, I'm um, so I love that for you, bro. I'm so excited yeah, about that. Yeah. Like big, big ups to you. I ain't gonna put all your business out there on a podcast, but you done, you done, you done came came up a little bit, man, into a, a space of life uh, where, where I mean, life still be coming at you, but I feel like it's coming at you at a more reasonable pace now, and I love that for you, man. Ooh, yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're an my brother. Line. My brother ain't out there doing way more than what he should be doing um yes i love that for you so thank you thank you y'all um on the on tap for both this uh episode and then all season long we're going to be talking about liberation 
And uh, that came to us towards the end of last season and really want to explore liberation in uh, a variety of different uh, aspects of our society and our thought process. And we're excited. Some of us, we we got into uh, our friend Marielle's podcast. She That was her theme for uh, her podcast uh, last season. And we want to take the torch and we want to roll with it too. We want to play in the sand. Yeah, and, <laughs> if you, yeah. and if you're in our Patreon community, you might have even heard a conversation we had with Marielle, a live and direct, we don't need no mic check conversation <laughs> we had exactly. with Marielle. Exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, so this episode will be a bit of a primer for for our thoughts on liberation and the season. Uh, before we get into... Uh, the meat of our conversation right now on liberation. Any thoughts related to the season, liberation and freedom, et cetera? I'm just excited mm-hmm. for the simple fact that I'm hoping I'm hoping it shows and that the that is evident as the season progresses, but just the amount of work and intentionality, like the steps we've taken in terms of putting conversations that not only feed us but are worth sharing and putting out there for this season um, i'm excited about what that looks like the fruit that bears and what that looks like um, after these hours of labor you feel me yeah um i i was gonna say i i my prayer is that this season sort of unfolds like a journey um yeah so i'm excited for that um so yeah Hey, nice. Okay, so liberation talk. Um, (laughs) Let's uh, enter the conversation with, first I'll say this, the word liberation is thrown around a lot, especially in theological circles and uh, activist circles. And I feel like there isn't a lot of clarity on what people mean when they talk about liberation. And so what are some initial thoughts y'all have on what liberation is? Sam, you going first, bro. I'm pausing. Oh, right oh okay. Now. Okay. You're going first. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Okay. So for me, I can only speak about me. Uh, I think liberation. Uh, so for me, liberation is even different looks different in different areas of my life um i don't think it's necessary monolithic and that's and i'm not trying to make it uh so ambiguous that it's like undefinable um but i also want room for change right i think there there should be room for change uh in in liberation as far as what what that is um yeah uh (laughs) uh it's i it it, i it's yeah um i think liberation for me ultimately would be um lead to wholeness as far Mm. as like you know i've i've come to the point where i i feel like um a commitment to christ is a commitment to love 
truly. Mm. Um, and so even that's sort of looking differently. And so I think liberate liberation would make or the process of liberate liberation for me is making that less anxiety inducing. Yeah. Mm, I, I hear you. Mm. Um and that's why I say it looks different in different, you know, it looks differently in different areas of my life. Cause sometimes it might look like rest. Sometimes it might look like uh repentance. Mm. Sometimes it might look like forgiveness. Sometimes you know what I'm saying? So I hear you. Different areas. Yeah. yeah. And even how you just stated those, those were kind of looking at from, you know, you outwards. Mm-hmm. Um, where where can liberation, you know, be found? And I like that. Mm. Right. I think for me, liberation is the antithesis, the antidote, the cure to bondage, right? And of course, that still sounds abstract, but for me, bondage is a restraint, whether that be physical or mental, but or often it's just narrative, like a narrative restraint that somebody has placed in your life and in your way. And a lot of the times liberation is about accepting the truth as you see it as opposed to the truth has been uh, the truth as it has been imposed upon you like a narrative mm-hmm. that somebody's giving you right um mm-hmm. if i take it to to if I take it to church real quick if i open up the bible um <laughs> liberation to me is the unveiling the apocalypse the question that makes you question who told you you were naked mm-hmm. right like who who is framing this for you why why, why are things this way and the ability to not only interrogate that, but to move beyond that as your particular reality, whether that's being liberated from a shame or mm-hmm. a pattern or a framework, a convention that is preventing you from living in fullness and not only living in fullness, but enjoying life in fullness, right? Because yeah. sometimes we get into this pattern where joy feels like a luxury as opposed to an aspect of life that God designed for you to live in. Liberation, freedom is the process by which we find that. And the thing about it is, as far as I esteem it, that's not going to look the same for everyone. Like removing the restraints will look the same for everybody, but what living in fullness looks like is going to depend on who God created you to be, how God created you to be. So what freedom looks like realizing the body in my life is not necessarily going to look the same for you, right? Because like, I'll be running, but I don't enjoy it to the extent that you do, right? You know, <laughs> like I'll be, I'll be doing certain stuff and that, that that's not what it really look like for me, um, but it is for you if that, if that makes any sense. But think about all of the things that you have to overcome to even get to that place and to enjoy what you do. Um, and liberation is a commitment to removing those restraints and overcoming those barriers that have been put in your place by somebody who is not you. Yeah, I hear you. I can't help but approach the topic of liberation as a liberationist theologian that that's what I am right so that's how I approach the topic um if I was if I had a different um uh occupation you know I would probably approach it differently right but um you know as a liberationist theologian um I think about having personally an eschatological vision um, of our as a human race expected eternity right like that it that shapes a lot right yeah. and I have specific thoughts around what that eschatological vision is for humanity and that drives me in the natural to accomplish you know that vision 
And I think about what will it take to get there, right? That process that you're both talking about, like what will it take to get to that expected hope in eternity, right? And um, everything, right? Uh, to the degree that those barriers are in place, um, it might take everything. And I can't uh, help but juxtapose how we accomplish that everything um, uh, can uh, make all the difference in the world between uh, a liberationist theologian and someone who we would determine a villain or somebody who is genocidal, right? Because they have uh, something in their mind that they're trying to create too, right? And, yeah. Uh, I think of Thanos. <laughs> I'm just going to introduce Marvel right here. Um, and because uh, thinking about eschatological vision has me there. And Thanos had this vision of peace and uh, and wanting this uh, solitude and peace to rest on the galaxy. Right. And but the means that he uh, wanted to accomplish to get that his liberation uh, tactic was to wipe out a bunch of people, right? Half the the galaxy, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think of this part in Marvel where after he snapped his fingers and Gamora, young Gamora comes to him and she said, what did it cost you? And uh, he said, mm -hmm. everything. Um, and so I think of, I am a liberationist, but in the ethic of acquiring um, rest and peace for humanity, uh, corporately and individually, hmm. I won't, there are things that I won't do because I, I believe in the sacredness of humanity. Um, and lastly, a couple thoughts is, um, I think of a few questions that help shape me is who is liberated? What are they liberated from? Hmm. Why do they need liberation? And what are they liberated into? Um, yeah. And so the, those help uh, me as I do work in this arena, you know? Yeah, so let me ask you something, Rob, because, mm -hmm. and and I'm very careful of, as to who I center in these conversations, because as we say, our, yes. our primary audience here is us, right? Right, right. But when it comes to liberation theology in particular, right, like as a liberationist, um, you said something, and, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to ask no leading question here or not, but just mm -hmm. one of the things that, that I'm hoping that like people can rest easy with is sometimes people view liberation theology as divergent from whatever theology proper or orthodox theology mm. is imagined as being, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Do you view that as divergent or is it merely an articulation on what you believe or clarification on what you believe like orthodox theology should be in terms of that? Because I have my thoughts, yeah. but I'm gonna hear you first. This, this, this is your lane, this is your bag, what you do. No, you're, you're, this is good. I, I think to me, when I look at uh, uh, the most of the theological streams, uh, mm -hmm. especially the liberation streams, which I stare at a lot, like it, they're forming because of a truncated gospel and they're mm -hmm. forming mm -hmm. because there is a piece of this quote unquote good news that's ringing hollow and that isn't promising rest comfort wholeness as sam said at the, at the top uh yeah. that there's a wholeness that's missing right and so mm -hmm. when you hear these different liberationists attempt to wrestle with um with the vision you know that doesn't it's not ringing right you know uh when i think of black liberationist theology 
they were trying to answer some very uh, heart-wrenching things that to me should seem basic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. some of it had to do with, does God love us in our Blackness? Yeah, And it mm-hmm. can that be sacred too? And is there a vision for Black people in the eschaton? Uh, well, that's sad <laughs> that, that, um, that we need a whole theology to answer that truncated gospel. But when I look mm-hmm. at all the different ones, it's attempting to repair this breach yeah. in uh, this gospel. Yeah. What, but what are your thoughts? Before Sam, Rob, and myself were podcast co-hosts, we were friends. This podcast grew out of a friendship. And honestly, it's grown into something more of a podcast. It's now a community. You can take part in that community at patreon.com slash three black men, all the way spelled out. And in that community, you'll get early access to episodes, bonus content like writings, videos, even some live conversations that you can take part in. In the event that you'd like to support us but aren't ready to commit to Patreon yet, you can submit a one-time gift via PayPal, where you'll find us at 3blackmenpodcast at gmail.com. However you choose to support, we're thankful that you did. Let's get back to the show. That's Rob's bag. Yeah, no, we're all I'm here. Like, we all learning. well. You know, I'm like, you know, I dip my toe, I I dip my foot in there. My knee, I'm I'm like waist deep right now. I ain't swimming yet, but you know, I'm in the water. <laughs> um, <laughs> but and Trey, like, how you like the whether it was like a a divergent or I can't remember the quiet wording, but I don't necessarily think the first one was bad. When you was like, oh, is it like a div- a div- a divergent of it? Uh, mm-hmm. I think two things can be true because yeah, yeah. just considering what Christian, what to be Christian meant to, you know, in, in mm-hmm. America, like, bruh, you need to, you know, we need something. Uh, so yeah. I just, you know, that's all I was going to say is like, bruh, I think two things can be true, but I hear, I get what you were saying. Like, yeah, yeah. I hear cause <laughs> so I, I come from one of them places where, well, truth be told, like I'm, I'm, I'm a churchman, right? Like y'all know that about me. I'm committed to the local church, and quiet as kept. Like a lot of people in the church don't really be thinking about theologies by labels like that, right? So when it comes to actually being exposed intentionally to these different things, there's like apprehension, like oh, is this cool? Is this safe? And there is this notion that has been passed around long enough that like oh, somehow black theology and particularly black liberation theology is, if not well, not only deficient, but dangerous, right? But as I examine this in the whole idea of like the concept of God as a liberator seems to be the truest expression of the gospel that there is to me, right? Mm-hmm. And of right, course, I'm right. biased in this and who I am as a black person, and, and but not just in terms of black liberation theology. We talk about uh, Palestinian liberation theologians, all these different people, right? God is always introduced or God is presented like from the very people who are encountering this God. It's, God is presented throughout the Bible as a liberator, right? The whole purpose of Genesis is to explain how the children of Jacob found themselves in Egypt from where God shows up on the scene and liberates them from that bondage. We have all of these prophets within saying, oh, wow, look at all these people. We have the Assyrians to the north and then the Babylonians and the Persians and the Medes and the Greeks. Who will free us from this bondage? And the very notion of salvation is to be safe, to be saved from what? A danger. Like We need to be liberated from what this bondage is. 
And so to me, like when I think about it, just the very word itself, liberation is the very heart of the gospel. That is the good news. The bondage from which we have found ourselves in, we, we are now liberated from. Now, a lot of people recognize that and then they talk about being enslaved by sin and everything, which is cool. And I don't think that that's incorrect, but I think we have a very hollow notion of what sin is. When we think of sins as just misdeeds as opposed to the systems, the conventions, all the things that we get caught up in as a people, as a culture and as a society. Yeah, we need saving from that. Sometimes we need saving from ourselves and all that stuff. Yeah, go ahead. But I think that liberation theologians, regardless of however, like, I don't want to use the word truncated because most liberation theologians are occupying a particular social location. They're owning that. They're being open about it and saying, like, this is how the gospel speaks to my particular situation. And I think that's necessary after centuries and centuries and centuries of people who didn't see no need to be freed from nothing going around spreading this gospel, this good news that had to be transformed to make any sense in their context, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think of um, whenever people uh, say to concentrate on the gospel or to uh, concentrate on the Bible, concentrate on the word, concentrate on preaching the word. Uh, it's always funny to me because uh, we can look at the gospel of Jesus as a liber- as a liberation theology. Yeah. Uh, we can we can look we yeah. can look at like what the apostles were doing they weren't just preaching the word um they were making real-time theological assertions about what god was like who god was what god's dealings were in the earth could the gentiles be included in this plan of salvation that is a liberation gospel they were attempting to expand the minds of of the the narrow path with God and saying who can sit at this table uh, with God and among God's people and so these theologians whatever y'all think about all of them uh, <laughs> they were thinking through those things like who can be liberated and in what ways and so an epistle was formed James is doing theology in his epistle, right? Like Paul is doing real-time uh, yeah. theological assertions. Mm-hmm. That That is liberation theology. Um, it wasn't neutral. And so, you know, going back to the question, it's like, is there just this one, you know, static orthodox belief? And then these are coming, you know, this extracurricular, you mm-hmm. know, goodies yeah no i think you know these theologians are saying there to your point there's something i don't see here right and they're attempting to fill in the cracks they're attempting to make space you know when i hear queer theologians um answering some things that are basic to me but are life-giving it's like Mm -hmm. does god love queer people and what how much right like how much and is there a qualifier on it um, does God love black women? You know, how much and what, you know, uh, and so some of these streams are attempting to say like, no, we all deserve to share in this shared humanity and rest at the end of the age. Yeah. It's, it's just so weird. Um, how God is gatekept. Yes. (laughs) 
uh in a sense that you have people who have like me my most of my all my adult life but and most of my life would consider myself a christian but then <laughs> i found my i find myself in a situation where i need to be liberated from ideologies and different theologies that have been indoctrinated that i've been indoctrinated with from people who love a who who claim to love god a love a god that's loving right that loves um that would love me or that 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 that's all powerful all knowing all loving right that is god is love right heard it so much uh jesus loves the little children so wait so when they grow up and not children no more he just divide them yeah <laughs> don't love them no more like what what happened god ain't got the whole world in his hand no more what's going on did he take kick them off the earth like when did this happen well what book could have went when was i was i sleeping class for this what, what was going on you know what i'm saying like and like kind of making light of it but like all of these things are really things that I really considered, like, especially like when we went through our whole ordeal of leaving um, the, the Presbyterian church that we were going to, like all of these things, like I've, I started questioning, like, okay, hold on now. Wait, 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 wait. Um, and, and I think, you know, I guess some people would call that like their deconstruction, liberation or you, whatever. But I think for me, um, that's really more so when I started hearing uh, or seeing God manifest, you know, um, more of what I believe now in my life, like, especially like uh, la the last year and a half or whatnot, um, having conversations with y'all. Uh, I still remember to this day, I was like, I text straight, freaking out, like, man, I think it was probably like seven o'clock in the morning, man, I'm stressed out, I'm freaking out, I don't know what to do. And he was like, brother, <laughs> you got to find peace, man. Like, you can't, you cannot lead them in peace if you don't know peace right and things just started opening clear as day um and for me like that's been liberation right that's been liberating that's been um me seeing god manifest his love his care and community uh to help see my way through a liberation process um I do y'all mind if I um if I do a slight heresy right quick? <laughs> it may get edited I, I, out. Look, uh, I was gonna say, is this gonna be is this gonna be in your yeah, meeting yeah, with your yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Well, I already had it, so it's probably like another three, four months for the next meeting. Okay. Like we we just met today, so we go like a little slight heresy. Cause we we've kind of touched a couple of times on the whole idea of orthodoxy and whether it's divergent from there or whatever. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that often goes unsaid is the fact that orthodoxy is inherently political. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And right. and 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 I say that not to denigrate what we consider orthodox, but the idea that this is this neutral thing to which everybody can adhere. Like, first of all, how we define orthodox. Most people say the creed, the creed. Even right? if the like, creed the creeds were political. Very political. <laughs> like and I was about to get there. Like not Nicaea was was called by Constantine, like a a, a secular emperor yeah. was like, hey bishops, y'all need to come over here, get on the same page. Like, That's how did this whole thing go, right? So the very mm -hmm. idea of okay, who was included at that table when yeah. <laughs> when orthodoxy was defined? And yeah, it's, it's a wild array, but it's not like it was a democratic process where where mm -hmm. everybody got to vote enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and and just that very idea 
if we are to engage or believe in any way, shape or form that theology can be done in some communal way, where this can speak to all of us, as opposed to just the people who was invited to that council 1800 years ago, or whatever, then there necessarily have to be some course corrections. So whether or not it's divergent is almost irrelevant to me. I, I, I kind of hope it is every now and then. Like, wait, let's mm-hmm. let's let's see how this bears on us. It today. needs to rub some people the wrong way, right? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, like people like to draw lines I'm like, no, that's politics, whatever. Man, it's all politics. Politics is people. Politics is how we delegate and power here. And at the end yeah. of the day, the gospel is very concerned with how that happens. All of this, so exactly yeah, like, doing that. So I say like like heresy and the fact that I'm not here to say like, oh, let's toss orthodoxy out the window, but I want to examine exactly what that is and why we should be afraid of allowing people who may not have been at that table 1800 years ago. (laughs) I don't think interrogating or I don't think interrogating orthodoxy is heresy, but that's just my well, yeah. I don't think so neither, but I know there's I mean, there's a lot of people that would. So I think right. that, that's yeah. hence I know, the tongue I know, in cheek. Some people, yeah. some people are haters, you know. So um, um and and then Psalm 23 says that that God prepares a table before me in the presence, in the presence. of my enemies. So I know yeah. that somebody listening to this want to see if you praying for my downfall right now. I want to let you know that that prayer is going to God's spam folder. But I, I, I didn't want to acknowledge yeah. the presence. <laughs> anyway, so I just think in general, like when we think of what we believe about God, you know, we've done some work, you know, in, you know, last season about uh, disentangling some of those thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. I think questioning and and answering why we believe what we believe is important, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in that place, I, I, I don't think there is an orthodoxy. That's my real answer. Um, but... I also think, you know, in, in terms of liberation, I think in order to go about wanting to change something fundamentally, you know, whether it's mentally, whether it's in society, whether, you know, internally, mm-hmm. um, you know, spiritually, I think there has to be this an awareness that everything is not okay as it is right now. Mm-hmm. There has mm-hmm. to be this increased awareness, you know, in the individual or in a community of peoples um, that could be a church that could be, you know, an ethnic group, something um, that could be a class in society, um, a socioeconomic class and realizing everything is not okay. And it Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be this way. I think Mm -hmm. that that is almost a prerequisite um, to going about liberation, right. You know, as activists go out and they say things, like Black Lives Matter, there is an awareness that the way that we've been treated and marginalized is not ultimately okay. And there is a better tomorrow. And that's why I love tomorrow. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like, um, you know, it's a prophetic song. <laughs> um, you know, like, well, there is a to- <laughs> there's a Amen. tomorrow that is better than today. Mm. And that's required, right? And and so I think of, you know, we approach this, you know, conversation first, theologically, because I think that that's where we all sit to some degree. Um, mm. But it is not only there, right? Like, right. Um, my thoughts on the age to come really affect what I do now, you know, how you parent your kids, For sure. yeah. Um, yeah. those that, you yeah. know, like the, the different justice causes that you uh, attach yourselves to. It's because you know that something is not right 
compared to, you know, I'm looking at it. <laughs> um, something is not looking like what the picture <laughs> I, I want to say, um, when I'm th thinking about, um, you know, this conversation, I'm th thinking about freedom as the destination, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. even, mm -hmm. and you know, the, I like that we've been talking about liberation as these, you know, these acts, you know, whether they are, you know, external, whether they education, mm -hmm. um, I think of anti-racism uh, endeavors is part of liberating work. Absolutely. Um, it is not the work and it's not the destination, right? Like it's not the capital T work, T, you know, you know, right. uh, but it is part of the work that we must do. I think people stop um, and think that liberation is freedom and it's mm. not to me. Um, I have a life beyond doing the work of liberation, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to be doing anti-racist trainings for the rest of my life. Um, I want to live in a society that is completely divorced from um, racist ideologies, um, dehumanizing ideologies. Like I think of it's the freedom on the other side, right? And, and so therefore in that uh, effort, um, even my view of the enemy has changed, right? Like, you know, I think coming from that, that Christian background, the enemy is Satan, you know, and like, that's what we pray in the church, you know, like mm -hmm. I abide Satan. I don't, <laughs> I'll just practically, I'm not buying Satan a whole lot. I want to dismantle the system. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, are there evil forces at work? Yes. I got time to be only only doing that. There are actual systems that are in my mm -hmm. mind that yeah. I have to go to work to to dismantle. There are um, there's hatred in, in my community that I must speak against. Yeah. Right. Like isn't like saying's like that ain't all me <laughs> you know, like yeah you kind of um, got to though because at the end of the day even if we do blame all of this on satan right think about a system is if you design it well enough it becomes automated like you you don't uh, have yes. you can just press play and walk away so right, meanwhile yeah. you're sitting there praying against satan all day he's sitting there like oh all right, uh, what else we got going on? Everything's still running. Whereas if we could take a sledgehammer to whatever little systems, then, mm -hmm. then now I'm saying like, dang, now I gotta start all over again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So even if we do yeah. take the most classical view of Satan and, and that's where we want to devote our energies, it don't got too much or nothing for the, if we flip this upside down and look at the classical view of God, right? God creates and then cre creation sustains itself. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. no you're right oh, yeah. i i agree and i think of martin luther king jr in this right like he you know had this model of god that he thought of and that evolved over time um but mm -hmm. he you know, might be uh, I, you know that's a conversation <laughs> but he didn't allow that to stay there in prayer meetings in the churches yeah, right? right like it right. wasn't one or the other yeah. right it's like he had this devoted life of faith and prayer. Yeah. But he we was committed to, to dismantling the thing. Right? Yeah. Right. We're going to pray. Right. We're going to fast. Then we're going to take the streets. We're going to cause trouble. We gonna, yeah. We're going to make some folk look foolish out here. Right. It's, it's, it's all part of it. You understand? Like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's got, you got, it. there's got to be, um, somebody got to do it. Like, it's, like you said, it's not the end goal. Somebody got to do the work. 
but I I don't think people, particularly the the white people that listen to this, really understand how liberating how liberating it could be to not have to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a tiring work. That's a work that often don't lead to good places for men like us. Most of our leaders are gone. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, like, we don't want to have to always do the anti-racism work. Like Rob said, there are other things that I would much rather devote myself to, right? There are other people that I absolutely love that I would much rather just lavish love on them. Um, mm-hmm. I'm working my way towards wholeness, right? Working my way towards Christ, right? I'm still trying to work out my own salvation and fear and trembling <laughs> to always yeah. like, you know, to often have to come to, you know, a table I don't necessarily want to come to and bang a drum or beat a dead horse on anti-racism. But but I will do it. Like and I think one of the important things that we've articulated here in, in terms of number one, not wanting this to be all we got to do. And, and I know, uh, Rob, you mentioned like this isn't the end goal for us. The goal here about this conversation and this season and this theme of liberation is not that we can sit here and come on with our head wrap and our capris and our sandals on every day and be revolutionary. The goal is that we could talk about things and not only cast a vision for what the path of liberation looks like, but what do we look like when we are liberated, right? Mm-hmm. So it ain't like every time we come in here, we're gonna have a James Cone disciple or, or or whoever else. Like sometimes we just wanna be free. Like we wanna know joy. And and that's gonna yeah. be reflected in a lot of the conversations we have here, a lot of the guests that we have lined up. And I'm excited because at the end of the day, liberation is a good thing. The process yes. of liberation is healthy, but the product of liberation is holy. Mm. Amen, amen. I like that. Let's stop right there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See, I like that. Hey, that was off the dome, yo. Like, I, I literally like. Hey everyone, it's Faith Brooks here. I'm so excited to let you know that my new book, Remember Me Now, A Journey Back to Myself and a Love Letter to Black Women is now available wherever books are sold. So go ahead and get yourself a copy share it with a friend and i am just so excited for you to get this book into your hands and i can't wait for all of us to be able to talk about it soon appreciate you rocking with us for another episode of three black men here's the part of the show where we ask a favor from you now earlier i mentioned a couple of ways that you can support us by joining our community over at patreon.com slash three black men we have multi-tiered support options and you can get bonus content if you don't want to do that you can submit a one-time contribution by finding us on paypal at three black men podcast at gmail.com but we ain't here to tap your pockets Here's a few ways that you can help us out without spending a single dime. You can stop what you're doing right here, right now, and make sure that you've left us a review and a rating. Don't just give us the five stars. Go ahead and write out how much you love this show and tell everybody about it. 
do it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you at. Make sure you leave that rating and a review, and that's going to help even more people join the fun over here. Thank you so much. I knew God loved you for some reason. Thank you.